I'm saying this subjectively. I don't like the ending. I hate it so much. It is making me so freaking pissed. Like I woke up mad because of 2521. When he said congratulations on your wedding, I was like, what the heck? I knew they were going to pull some BS on us like that. She just wasn't natural. And I was just like, what the heck? Like seriously, every time they showed her, I was just thinking, how did she audition for this role and get it? But no hate. Anyway, I'm just happy that our blues is going to start airing today. That's definitely a drama I'm going to get out for you. Some people in the comments of my drama list think that this was a fair ending. I don't think it was. I think it was a crappy ending. And I think I'm going to stand by that. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys it wasn't bad. Like, I feel horrible after watching this drama. Like, I'm actually questioning myself why I sat through this drama when I could have watched something else. So stick around to the end if you want to hear my unfiltered recap. I will continue business proposal to help me forget this. <laughs> to be honest, I don't have enough time to gather and arrange my thoughts. So I'm just going to throw this at you guys. And don't be alarmed if it is all over the place, especially the unfiltered recap. Yeah, this episode might be an hour longer even longer, but we'll see. <sighs> but anyway, hi guys. So today is April 9th for reference. It is currently 3 a.m. No, actually it is 2 a.m. Don't ask me why I'm recording right now. But I completed this drama today. Technically, I completed it past midnight. So I'm just recording right after because I want to get it out tomorrow, April 10th. Because it is supposed to be the drama for April, like I promised. So yeah, I started watching on March 7th, but I put it on hold because I started a business proposal and because I was like kind of busy. So I would continue and then I would put it back on hold, watch something else. Plus I'm watching like see dramas. So yeah, that's why it took as long as it did for me to complete it. Plus like when I was watching it, it was still airing. Like when I started, it was still airing. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to wait for everything to be done and then I will sit and watch it and to be honest if not that i wanted to put it out tomorrow april 10th i would have taken my time to like watch it but then i'm also glad i didn't do that because <laughs> i'm happy i'm able to get out of this misery faster by watching like something else to recover now that i'm done with it but yeah anyway i will read the plot synopsis at some point in this episode y'all know how it goes i hope you do if this is your first time listening to an episode on this podcast well this is a podcast where i talk about k-dramas and other things related to k-dramas but anyway this specific episode is a type of content where i give you guys my thoughts on dramas so it is kind of my review but it's not like formal or whatever i literally just give you guys my thoughts on the dramas that i've watched and i read out the notes that i made while watching and so on and i also have an unfiltered recap section where i give you guys my honest reviews but it's usually not spoiler free because i'm trying to explain myself and my thoughts and i have to make references which might be spoilers but yeah i just have to say i am so lost like <laughs> i'm low-key lost with what the writers were going for because to be honest it's hard to describe this drama briefly or like give you guys a basic rundown I can't even make sense with what I'm saying because it makes no sense to me. Like the fact that I sat and I watched this drama makes no sense to me. But before I give away any more, let me just answer the question. Is 2521 worth watching? Yes, it is. I just realized I did not even mention the title <laughs> in the beginning of the episode. The drama I will be talking about today is 2521, which is a 2022 drama that I just completed. As I was saying so yeah it is worth watching but if you're like me and you only like happy endings then i would say that you should avoid this one or another thing that people are doing is they just watch it up until the part that has like a happy scene of the couple and then they just call that their ending so yeah but i would say kind of avoid it if you can't handle endings that are not completely happy if you were able to watch, um, what do you call this, uh, on your wedding day, then I think you'll be able to watch this because to be honest, on your wedding day is like just, that was the crappiest ending I've seen in a movie or a drama, but yeah, 
I just, I don't like unsatisfying endings. I don't like open endings. I don't like sad endings. I just want happy endings. Like, I like to watch dramas that have happy endings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I couldn't really enjoy watching this one because, like, I already knew the end. And so I was just watching to see what leads up to the end. Yeah, I think that's what the writers intended for us to watch or, like, the... The method of storytelling that they wanted it to have if that makes any sense <sighs> like i said i can't even give a basic rundown because i don't know what to say that won't be too much i even told you guys in another episode that i was gonna put out um an episode on business proposal first but then i decided to finish this one because i was bracing myself for like a realistic sad ending and that's what i got to be honest but anyway so yeah, I will continue business proposal to help me forget this. <laughs> this is actually torture. Like, guys, what the heck? What the actual hell? <laughs> anyway, so I talked to someone on April 3rd and she told me that she completed 2521 that day. And I think that was the day it stopped airing. Yeah, like last Sunday. And so that made me speed through it because I was like, okay, I'm just going to get it over with because I couldn't read her reaction. Like she wasn't saying enough and I really wanted to know why she wasn't like excited about how it ended. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to get it over with. Plus, I really wanted to put this out on the 10th. So it worked <laughs> for me. Like the fact that I talked to her and like her reaction made me want to get it over with and bring this content to you guys it's so weird because like as i read through the happy notes that i made when i first started watching like i'm like what is this the same drama because now my thoughts are like completely changed well not completely but it's just like the thoughts i have right now are overshadowing the thoughts i had when i first started watching it and I low-key don't want to read the happy notes that I made because, <laughs> yeah, the ending is just like affecting my overall thoughts and opinions on the drama. But once again, here's a disclaimer. What I say in this like part of the episode might be trivial or like shallow because I'm trying not to give away too much. I was tempted to make a separate episode for the unfiltered recap of this drama because I just have a lot to say, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to make it at the end of the episode like I usually do. So stick around to the end if you want to hear my unfiltered recap. But anyway, what is 2521 about? I am going to try my best to give a basic rundown without giving away too much, but like I told you guys, it's so hard to even say anything. I'm so sorry. It's so loud in the background. I hope the mic isn't picking it up. Anyway, so it starts off with Korea being in the middle of the IMF crisis. Guys, I did read about this one, but I'm not going to explain it to you guys because you can search it up yourself. <laughs> so yeah, please do yourself a favor searching it up and reading about what that was about. But anyway, so families are affected by it and one of the families that are affected is Baekhee Jin's family. Baekhee Jin is played by Nam Ji Hyuk and so his family goes bankrupt they were like a chibol family or like a conglomerate actually i don't know if they're chibol is that the same thing anyway and then we have nahido who's played by kim terry she is a fencer and because of the crisis once again her team like her fencing team at her high school they are forced to quit or like it's either they lose their sponsorship and because of that they can't continue and so she transfers to another high school to train with her fencing idol who later becomes her best friend they're so cute but anyway i didn't like her in the beginning like her fencing idol who's played by bona and her name is um Koyurim in the drama but yeah so she transfers schools and then she meets Becky Jin, not at the school. They just meet by chance and then they grow to love each other. They start supporting each other. It is so beautiful as we watch them pursue their dreams and whatnot. It was really like lovely to watch this drama. It was like a breath of fresh air. I'm not even kidding. And to think that the same drama I had these thoughts on is what is making me feel kind of depressed right now. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> so yeah, it goes back and forth from the present to 1998 if i'm not mistaken and basically we have nahido's daughter in the present or like in the future who is reading nahido's diary 
of the past. And so as she's reading, we're watching what went down in the past, if that makes any sense. And just a disclaimer again, <laughs> I repeat the same damn words in the same episode. Yeah, and I always say if that makes any sense. So forgive me for that. One thing I did appreciate about watching is that even before like we started watching any romantic feelings that the two of them had it was more about like making each other happy giving each other hope rooting for each other and that's so precious but yeah we got the romance pretty late but I'm just gonna warn you you're not going to be able to enjoy the romance at least like for me I wasn't able to enjoy it at all because I was busy trying to figure out what would cause them to separate <laughs> since like he is not in their life anymore i mean their life as in nahido and her daughter because i feel like this is a spoiler but like literally like she's married with a daughter and her husband is not bikijin so we know for sure they're not going to end up together sorry if i just gave away too much but i'm just spitting facts about the drama so yeah brace yourself for that but yeah i will expand on that in the unfiltered recap even though i feel like i just gave away too much another plus for me is that everyone had chemistry every single character the friends the couples every single person had chemistry and i really 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 loved watching it to be honest i feel like the perfect way to describe this drama is bittersweet because in general i love some parts in this same drama that made me feel so happy also made me feel really sad and right now i feel really crappy for sitting through the entire thing like i should have just stopped i should have read reviews but then again the reviews are not bad they're actually good it's just i just wanted to know what it was about because to be honest it was so fluffy in the beginning i was like okay this is the perfect rom-com i have been waiting for and now they just did this to me <laughs> Anyway, another thing I appreciated was how honest they were. Like, to be honest, I feel like if I was that way, I would save myself from a lot of BS. Let's get into the thoughts. I'm not going to talk about a lot of thoughts here because I saved it for the unfiltered recap. But I just want to say that at first, I was smiling like an idiot right from episode one. Like, the drama was so heartwarming, healing, fluffy. I love the color pop, like, the humor. It was just, like, so perfect. And even... In my opinion, Nam Ji Hyuk and Kim Tae had chemistry right from episode one. And like I hadn't felt that in a while watching a K drama. I feel like watching and binging Bad and Crazy really like took me out of my K drama slump. I feel like I say that every time I watch a good drama, but what dramas have been good? Anyway, the point is, I was excited to watch this one. Yeah, so like I was no longer in my phase of just sitting to get through a drama. I was actually excited to watch this one. So yeah, I don't think I was in a K-drama slump anymore. It was just the phase as I just described. I feel like I'm not making sense anymore. But anyway, <laughs> it's so interesting. Like I felt like startup, like the drama startup, I felt like it ruined Nam Ji Hyuk's image for me. Like I didn't even watch the drama, so I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But I just didn't like him in startup i didn't like the era of startup for namju hyuk so watching this it was like there was just something fresh about him in this one that i really appreciated and oh my gosh so obviously i clicked on this drama or like i was even interested to watch it because of namju hyuk like why not it's a namju hyuk drama i haven't seen him since weightlifting fairy no actually i tried to watch bride of habik but that was a flop but anyway so i was excited to watch for him but I fell in love with Kim Terry. Oh my god, like how is she such a good actress? She's so good at acting like a carefree teenager. Like, and the fact that she's 31 years old and she's acting like a student and she's pulling it off so well. Wow, you know, something that this is so trivial, but like something I couldn't get out of my head was I remember reading an unpopular opinion that said like giving actresses bangs doesn't mean they look 10 years younger. And in this, Kim Terry had bangs in her high school days. And I was just like, it's so funny. They always do that when they're trying to make the actresses look younger. They always give them bangs in their high school days. And I'm just like, but anyway, this one, it actually, I think she looks young to begin with. But like, I think it actually did something to her looks. She's so beautiful, bro. Another thing I wanted to mention are the OSTs. Y'all know, even if I don't watch a drama I listen to, it's OSTs. 
and this drama has beautiful OSTs. You guys, you need to listen to Very Slowly by BB. Like, I love it so much. And listen to Go by Dokyum. Listen to Starlight by Tail and Your Existence by One Stein. I don't know how you say that, but yeah. Anyway, I think my favorite two at the moment are Go by Dokyum because I have overplayed that song. Like, damn, I have had it on repeat and that's the same thing for very slowly by bb when i first heard go i was like why do i know this person's voice like and i was like this is definitely dk and i searched it up and it was him so i was happy that i could tell his voice and also bb oh my gosh if you don't know who she is she is so freaking talented her voice is so unique i love her so listen to very slowly by bb <laughs> anyway it was so interesting like starlight is sung by tail but there are two tales that came to my mind when i saw it so i was like is it nct or block b i think it is nct to be honest i couldn't recognize his voice i'm not even gonna lie and say that i did so yeah i'm still not sure if it's nct's tail who sings starlight but i also like that song <sighs> i thought i wouldn't be interested in watching this when i heard it was about fencing because i'm just like okay <laughs> like why would I want to watch a drama about fencing? And no, no shade to the sports. I'm just not into watching stuff like that, you know? But I actually love this. Like, I'm pleasantly surprised at how much I love watching the drama for the fencing aspect of it. Like, I was so interested in watching the fencing. <laughs> so yeah, that was another plus for me. I learned a lot about the sports, to be honest. And that's a plus, I guess. That's basically all I want to say for this general part of the episode. I know this is like fairly short, but once again, I'm trying not to give away too much. I will talk more in the unfiltered recap, so stick to the end once again if you are interested. I want to see what people are saying, so I'm going to read some reviews off of my drama list. But before that, if I was going to write a review, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> this drama is freaking bittersweet. Okay, no, actually, that's not a good start. I think I would say this drama is bittersweet. It feels like a waste of time because I hate unsatisfying endings and that's exactly what this has, but it's also relatable and realistic. And I think it is a well done drama because it made me happy in some parts and miserable in other parts. It is definitely not one of my faves. I need to complete business proposal to get over this one. Yeah, I actually was gonna post that as a review but i'm just like you yeah, know like my review cannot compare to other people's reviews like y'all know i have limited vocabulary when i'm trying to <laughs> describe things on this podcast or like review a drama overall i would say it's a very nostalgic realistic relatable and very enjoyable drama so do check it out if i was gonna rate it I will give it an 8.5 to a 9. Once again, I don't have enough time to gather my thoughts. So my thoughts might change after recording this. The rating might go up or it might go down. The same thing happened for Our Beloved Summer. I didn't really enjoy it. And when I recorded it, I feel like I didn't do it justice. But then after giving it more thoughts, I was like, okay, maybe it's actually not bad. But once again, I still think I have mixed feelings on Our Beloved Summer. And that's the same thing with this. But I'm certain that this drama is bittersweet. So rather than saying like I have mixed reviews on 2521, I'm telling you guys that it is bittersweet. Yeah, I think I'm going to title this like, did I waste my time watching 2521? Or I could say 2521 was bittersweet, but I feel like that's a fact and like everyone knows that it is bittersweet. But I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to title it. But yeah, I told you guys um, with the way I'm feeling. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't tell you guys to check it out, but I think it is worth watching. And once again, if you were able to handle on your wedding day, then use that as a determinant to see if you'll be able to watch this. Like this is nothing compared to that in my opinion. And he kind of did us a favor by giving us a heads up that he wasn't going to be with her in the future, like the couple that they weren't together in the future. I keep saying this and I feel like it's a spoiler, but it's really not a spoiler. Like. If you're watching from episode one, you can tell that they're not going to end up together. So basically, you're just sitting there watching when you know that's not going to have a happy ending-ish. Well, some people in the comments of my drama list think that this was a fair ending. I don't think it was. I think it was a crappy ending. 
and I think I'm going to stand by that like at first I was starting to change my opinions because like I said they were calling us out for thinking it doesn't have a good ending but it really doesn't have a good ending like the ending is crappy <laughs> like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you guys it wasn't bad like I feel horrible after watching this drama like I'm actually questioning myself why I sat through this drama when I could have watched something else like literally I should have just watched business proposal and not watch this but then again the drama is not bad it is not bad I just don't like unsatisfying endings and that's why I'm saying it might have been a waste of time for me for me for you it might not be a waste of time you might actually enjoy it and once again I am admitting that it is very realistic so I'm not condemning the drama I'm just saying because of the ending I don't like the fact that I stay through it and now I have to deal with the separation issues and with how I feel about it and whatnot okay anyway now let's read the plot synopsis off of Asian wiki then I think I will read a review or two from my drama list then I'll do the outro and then we'll have the unfiltered recap I'll try not to add any bloopers to this episode so we don't have like anything in between the episode and the unfiltered recap It'll just be like evenly split between the general like part and review of this episode and then the unfiltered recap if that makes any sense. So yeah, I am going to read the plot synopsis by the Asian Wiki staff. By the way, this drama has 16 episodes. Each episode was about 90-ish minutes, so over an hour. Actually, no, I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so 80 minutes average. 80 minutes for each episode i don't know why i'm talking about that so much but anyway <laughs> i just can't believe like i sat through it but yeah it just finished airing on april 3rd so i am very like fast in my opinion with putting this out <laughs> i'm gonna give myself credit for it just know that once again i'm recording april 9th so i have to sit and edit this all day to get it out by 4 a.m on april 10th because that's when i like to schedule it to go out um yeah so here's the plot synopsis for 2521 by the asian wiki staff 2521 tells a love story between nahido played by kintiri and biki jin played by nam Jushiok. nahido is a member of her high school fencing team due to the south korean financial crisis the high school fencing team gets disbanded getting through all the difficulties she becomes a member of the fencing national team the South Korean financial crisis also causes Becky Jin's father's business to go bankrupt. This leads to a life change for Becky Jin from living the life of a wealthy person to a poor person. While studying, he works part-time jobs like delivering newspapers. Later, he becomes a sports reporter for a broadcasting network. Just so you guys know, in my opinion, there are five important people. Obviously, we have Kim Tae-ri, Nam Ji-hyuk, we have Buna. Choi Hyun Wook. This isn't my first time seeing Choi Hyun Wook, I think. And also we have Lee Joo Myung. It's also my first time seeing her. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanna click on their names and see if I've actually watched them in anything else. 2521 Asian Wiki. I doubt it though. Dang. Like Choi Hyun Wook's character was he was so good. He was he was one of my favorite characters and also um Lee Jun Myung's character. She plays Ji Sung Hwan. Oh my gosh, I love her. I think she is my favorite character in this. I just I love everything about her, her beliefs and the things that she holds as important, her values and whatnot. Yeah, I've not seen either of them before, I think. I loved them both. Yeah, this drama had amazing actors, in my opinion, except for one person. But I will tell you guys more on that in the unfiltered recap. So yeah, like I said, I'm going to read a few reviews. Okay, first of all, there's a comment that I definitely agree with, even though I haven't watched Scarlet Harvey. But it says, seriously, this drama is the most painful. Even Scarlet Harvey cannot compare to the pain I felt in this drama yeah there's just something about it that really hurts like it hits differently and it hits hard <laughs> anyway um i'm not going to read the usernames y'all know if i try to do that it's going to take forever but a review that i see it gives it a 9.5 overall and something i do appreciate is like all the reviews are rated highly even though some of them are complaining about the ending so once again 
I'm not saying the unsatisfying ending is taken away from the fact that it is an amazing drama. It's just affecting my thoughts on the drama because now I don't like the drama as much because I hate how it ended. But it is a brilliant drama. It is a beautiful drama. Like, I think it's an amazing drama and I think everyone should check it out. But just brace yourself for an unsatisfying ending. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Anyway, if my thoughts do change, I will include it in the blooper section of another episode, I guess. <laughs> so a review that I see says it is titled a youth drama at its finest until the youth fades just as it does in life. Once again, I'm not going to read the entire review. I'm just going to read like the first paragraph or like first sentence. But this one says people may be divided on the ending, but I don't care. This was a perfect youth drama. I don't watch dramas to escape reality. I watch them to feel all the emotions from the journey of life. I watch to step in someone else's shoes for a moment. Okay, I'm just going to pause and say I do the exact opposite. Like, I watch dramas as an escape. Obviously, I want to watch something that's like realistic, but I don't think I can fully handle a realistic drama. It's like everything is so depressing in this life. So I need something to be a breather, a breath of fresh air. <laughs> anyway, but a sentence I do agree is the person says, I watch to find a glimpse of relatability to feel comforted in knowing that some experiences are universal and to get inside into the parts that are unique. So I do agree with that. And I feel like I also watch dramas for that. But because I want to be encouraged, I want a happy ending. If I'm watching and it has a miserable ending then how does that help me you know it's just gonna make me feel even worse about my situation if it's something i can relate to like obviously for example i love it i love it when they show stuff like domestic abuse and i love it when they highlight that because it brings awareness to people i know it's realistic that some people get away with it but if they're showing that that's just gonna make me feel horrible at least give me hope give me hope by giving me a good ending i think that's what i hate about unsatisfying endings like don't make me feel even worse than how i felt before watching it i don't know if i'm making any sense right now but yeah i think that's a good review i'm just gonna stop there for that review another review i see it gives it a nine overall and the title says but seriously what is with that ending and it says, don't get me wrong, I loved the whole series. I even understand why they chose that path. It was titled 2521, so naturally I expected the story to peak when they were at that age. But come on, why end it like that? For the better part of the whole series, we are being teased to guess who will end up together in a mystery solving setup, a la the Reply series. So I guess they're saying... It's similar to the Reply series. You know how they did that nonsense with Taken and Jung Pal and we're trying to figure out who her husband is. And then when it ended, it wasn't even hinted who the father or husband is. Yes, that freaking irritated me, but I will tell you guys more on that in the Unfiltered recap. But yeah, I think that's also a good review i'm just going to read the title of one more review i'm not going to read the entire thing but this review gives us a nine overall and it says f you but i love you 2521 yeah that says it all <laughs> it's like you just have mixed feelings about it because it is freaking bittersweet but anyway yeah i hope that encouraged you to watch it or encouraged you not to watch it so yeah i think it will either encourage or discourage you from watching it depending on what you can handle and what you like hi guys so this is an edit it is currently like almost 12 noon on april 9th if you remember i am recording on april 9th like early morning but anyway this is an edit because what the actual hell i woke up so mad and i was wondering why i was so mad and then i realized it was because of 2521 and that nonsense ending that they gave us like I am so pissed. <laughs> Y'all don't even understand because the ending made everything useless. I don't know why the heck they did that. I just realized I am listening to an OST as I'm recording and the mic might be picking that up. So I'm just going to turn it down. Anyway, yeah, I don't know why they gave us that ending because it made everything horrible. Like the drama is so beautiful and they just ruined it. 
I think the writers were trying to be extra. They were trying to do something different, but he took it too far. Because to be honest, they could have just made it a happy ending and everyone would be happy. Because what the hell? I don't understand why they had to go that far with how they ended it. And they just left so many questions unanswered. Like I told you guys, like, what? (laughs) I'm so mad. I'm really, really mad. I was venting out to my sister. I told her, do not watch it. And it's interesting because like when I was recording for this episode i encourage you guys to watch it and i told you to check it out but i'm actually rethinking that like i don't know if i should tell you guys to watch it because it's making me so mad but once again it's because i can't handle sad endings or like unsatisfying endings at all but if you're cool with that then i think you'd be good watching like to be honest i would have preferred if the characters died because then i would have had a logical reason as to why they won't end up together like seriously i wanted death to separate them (laughs) i don't want anything else to be the cause of their separation that's how bad it was like i just feel like the writers didn't have to they didn't have to but they just wanted to do some type of thing that's not like cliche they come back together but to be honest that would have fit this drama better fitted it's fitted a word yeah it would have fitted this drama better like if they ended up together like i told you guys i was waiting for the plot twist that he was actually her husband like what in like towards the end they just like cramped everything in the last two episodes i'm like what the hell i wouldn't say it was slow in general but compared to the ending the first couple of episodes were pretty much dragging like now that i've watched the entire thing but still this drama is so beautiful and that's why it's making me so mad because it was so beautiful i would have given this drama a solid 9.5 but because of how they pissed me off, <laughs> it's getting an 8.5, like a solid 8.5. It could be a 9 on good days, but I'm just going to say it's an 8.5. Once again, I'm not discrediting this drama in the good parts that it has. For the good parts that it has, like I told you guys, it is a beautiful drama. It has a really nice story, but I just hate how it ended because I feel like that wasn't necessary at all. But on the more happy notes, <laughs> I forgot to mention that... <laughs> I choked on air when I saw Choi Tae-jun. <laughs> he made somewhat of a cameo appearance in like multiple episodes. I think only two episodes. <laughs> he played a love interest of Nahido, but that was really, really funny. Like, I just love Choi Tae-jun so much. And I wheezed. Literally, one day showed him. I was like, what the heck is he doing here? But yeah, guys, that's all I wanted to let you guys know. I just wanted to reiterate the fact that I hated the ending. So... It's really subjective here. I'm saying this subjectively, not objectively. I'm not saying it's a bad ending for everyone. Because like I told you, there's some people who are saying the ending was realistic. It's what it was meant to be and whatnot. But just personally, I don't like the ending. I hate it. I hate it. It is making me mad. I hate it so much. It is making me so freaking pissed. Like y'all don't even understand. I woke up mad because of 2521. Like that's how mad the ending is making me. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. (laughs) Anyway, guys, I'm so glad that you tuned in. If you like content like this and if you don't mind, please check out previous episodes and come back for more and new content. Alrighty, annyeong. You know, after reading the comments of people calling us out for not liking the crappy ending, I feel attacked because maybe I'm not mature enough. But then again, I watch dramas as an escape and i watch to relax yeah that's why i stick to happy fairy tale endings like even though i know life isn't as smooth or like as happy i like to watch stuff like that (laughs) and don't be alarmed by the title (laughs) but to be honest i am questioning myself and like why i sat through this drama Okay guys, it has been like 30 minutes and now I'm going to start on the unfiltered recap, which I'm kind of rethinking because it is quite long and I'm tired of talking. (laughs) But yeah, let's get into it. Anyway, if you stay till the end, thank you for listening. If you don't stay, I don't blame you because obviously if you haven't watched it and you don't want spoilers, then like you shouldn't be listening to this. So yeah, a disclaimer, this part will not be spoiler free whatsoever, but I will still try not to give you guys like the entire thing (laughs) or like to give away too much. So how this is going to work is I will read out the notes that I made verbatim and then I will expand on it. I will also like mention even the most trivial things that I made a note of. So yeah, let's get right into it. And once again, it's going to be all over the place. So bear with me. 
<sighs> okay one thing that i said is i like the going back and forth and the different time frames we have but to be honest it got irritating because they were leaving unanswered questions for me and so it was just irritating <laughs> it was done on purpose not to show the dad but still it gave me a form of hope right so because they were teasing us like that review said I was starting to think, okay, maybe somehow they end up together and maybe the husband is actually Becky Jin, but they're just keeping it away from us because they want to do like this big plot twist at the end. But yeah, that's not what happens. <laughs> Another thing I said is, honestly, I was expecting a sad ending between the two because I don't think they end up together, but I was still watching. He wasn't in their lives anymore. Yes so like i told you guys right from the beginning we see that they're not going to end up together because she has a husband obviously she has a kid but her husband is not Becky Jin. they don't explicitly tell us that which is once again why i was having hope that maybe it'll turn out to be Becky Jin, but it wasn't oh yeah so like in the beginning when people were coming after him because his family like went bankrupt and whatever and then he said like he promises to never be happy again that hit me really hard that hit me really hard that was like really sad but anyway that was like a trivial part um another thing that i said is the water faucet scene what's so precious is the little things actually brightens up our day yeah so there's this thing where she will turn the tap upside down or like the faucet and then she'll turn it on and so the water is going up like a fountain and that was actually like it was so trivial but it made such a huge difference and it made him happy and it made her happy i just really appreciate how their relationship was about making each other happy which explains why when that stopped happening they felt like they had to stop being together because their relationship went from like encouraging each other rooting for each other to like being disappointed in each other and i guess it was best for them not to end up together so this is all trivial but like the mom in the future low-key to me she had bad acting like i couldn't watch her act <laughs> i just cringed every time they showed her there was just something bad about her acting she just wasn't natural and i was just like what the heck like wow like seriously every time they showed her i was just thinking how did she audition for this role and get it but no hate I don't even want to call the actress's name because I feel kind of sad and bad for saying this. But like to me, it was just like her acting was just so fake. <laughs> like it just didn't seem natural whatsoever. But once again, that's like a trivial part. Yes. So a huge part for me was that at first I didn't like Yurim, like the character, Buna's character. She was so freaking irritating. Like even up to episode seven, every time they showed her, I would roll my eyes because I was just like why is she so freaking irritating like she was so mean to nahido but then that all changed and i loved the both of them like so there was this part we had with a yellow rose try not to give away too much blah 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 and then that started their friendship their friendship was so cute and like the girls had chemistry oh my gosh like it's so interesting how just one split second made me forget how mean Goyurim was like now that I'm done with the drama and I think back I don't even remember the parts of her being like really obnoxious and really rude and mean to Nahido because like they I think the writers did a pretty good job building up the chemistry between the two girls there's also like a connection between both of them it was just like so cute when I say a connection it's actually not anything deep they just used to chat online and they didn't know that they were the ones they were chatting with if that makes any sense and then it was revealed in the yellow of rose part so you can look forward to that anyway throughout as I was watching I was trying to put two and two together so my thoughts was just like okay is it because of their profession that they're going to be pulled apart because a lot of people kept warning him like don't be too close to a subject if you're a reporter like you're gonna end up hurting each other and whatever so in my head i'm like okay maybe he covers a story on her and then they drift apart because of that and whatnot but it actually wasn't that and i was <sighs> i don't even know the words to describe how i feel and how i felt watching it i was just like okay whatever yeah <laughs> The, the girls had cute chemistry they had like a bruise on their hands because Nahido fought for Koyurim she was just like so selfless bro I really really loved her and 
she's such a good actress she gave me seven vibes and i mean seven as in tang song yun from go ahead just the way the two actresses are like they're not young at all but the way they pull off young characters so well so beautiful yeah when i first heard that or like when i first saw that buna was in this because she is a wjsn member if i'm not mistaken i don't really stand i just really like some of their songs like as you wish no i'm gonna search buna just to confirm that she is in wjsn when i first saw that she was gonna be in this i was like uh i don't know if i want to watch a k-pop idol but then she's actually not bad actually don't mind watching her she's actually not bad at all anyway yeah she is in wjsn and the song i really love is called as you wish if i didn't say that already <sighs> anyway another thing that i made a note of is the relationship with her mom is so realistic caring and loving each other but not wanting to really admit it also communication is key because like she thought her mom didn't care but it's just like it was her mom's coping mechanism because they never talked about her dad anymore after he died and she like thought her mom just didn't care but it's because her mom was not saying anything because she didn't want to break down and she had to be strong because she's like because now she has to take care of Nahido and herself and yeah <sighs> what else yeah this is going to be a long note that i wrote but i'm just gonna read it so it says so what i said was i love jiwoong and sungwan's relationship especially when she was mad at the teacher for hitting him she uses her privilege to help and she has strong opinions that she vocalizes in her private radio room podcast thing also when she said that she doesn't want to mind her own business because it doesn't affect her i really appreciated that <laughs> she also said that she wanted technology where we can see who's calling it's so interesting the world we're living now we do the opposite thing but hiding our identity it's a scam or whatever i love when the teacher told her to watch her language and she told him to watch his hands yes that was a part i really appreciated i respect her mom's decision no her mom's reaction to her saying she'll drop out of school and take the GED. I love that she reasoned with her instead of condemning her plan or like telling her she can't do it. I love the fact that she sacrificed a year even for something that really didn't concern her. I love that when her mom showed us to school, she also defended Ji Wung. And I also cried when she was leaving. Yeah, I was crying at 4 a.m. because I was watching it at 4 a.m anyway i just love singwon like that character oh my gosh i just love her so much like she was the top of the school the smartest kid and so because of that she got like a privilege of being the smartest kid like the teacher would never hit her but she has strong opinions about school violence and she also thought that corporal punishment and like teachers hitting students was part of violence and she spoke out about that she even dropped out of school because she couldn't like it was her way of rebelling not rebelling of um what do you call this a protesting it was her it was a form of her protest in my opinion i just really 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 love that anyway yeah so i think sungwan was one of my favorite characters in this like i said um the best confession it wasn't cringe at all it was beautiful the end of episode nine but then again, he told her he loved her in tape, so I thought it was a foreshadow of the fact that they wouldn't work out. Yes. So they're talking about what their relationship is. She's like, we can call it anything. And then he's like, no, it's love. Like, bro, that was so beautiful. Like, even thinking about it right now was making me smile. He was like, I love you, Nahido. Dang, that was so beautiful. But then when she kissed him and his reaction to the kiss wasn't like nice. <laughs> I was like, okay, did he not mean that he loved her in a romantic way? Like, that was also something I was trying to figure out. I feel like something the writers didn't do a good job at was really explaining things. But then again, maybe I'm just really dense and I'm supposed to read between the lines, but it's hard for me to do that. But yeah, I was trying to figure out why he was acting that way. Like, even after he was like, okay, let's try out this kind of love, this relationship, I still didn't understand why he didn't want to try it out in the first place because like he had this conflict but i didn't understand what was causing the conflict like at first i thought it was their occupation and i was like okay is it their age like why would he tell her that he loves her but then when she kisses him 
he doesn't want them to be romantically involved but then i also thought okay does he just love her like brother sister or friends or is it like romantic i was so confused <laughs> and like i mentioned in that note she was also listening to a tape of him telling someone else that he loved her and i was like okay maybe he's just the kind of person to like say it without really meaning it so yeah i was kind of confused that's just the point i was confused Yes, and also Jiwoong's confession. By the way, Jiwoong is played by Choi. What is his name? Choi Woo. No, Choi Hyun Wook. Um. Anyway, yeah, he was one of my favorite characters too. Like he was comic relief. I think all his parts made me laugh. But there was also like deep stuff about the character in his life. But yeah, I said, damn, Jiwoong's confession too. Saying it would be nice if she was a school subject since it's not hard for him to memorize things about her. Yes, I just have to say, like, I cringed a lot because Jiwoong used to say cheesy stuff, but it was so romantic. And also there was this part where he confessed to her, but he whispered. <sighs> that was so cute. Like he was on stage and he just mouthed what he was trying to say. Like instead of vocalizing it, he just like... It wasn't even a whisper. He just mouthed it. Like, he just said it without any sounds coming out. And he was like, would you be my girlfriend? Like, would you go out with me? That was so cute. And even at the end, the way he proposed to her, too, was the cutest thing ever. And I love their chemistry. Oh, my gosh. I shipped them so freaking hard. Like, Jiwoong and Goyurim. So, Buna and Choi Hyunwook. I hope I just said his name right. Yeah, I shipped them so hard because there was this thing about him not being able to drive because he was afraid. But when she had to leave Korea and he had to get to the airport, the way he was speeding through like traffic in the car, like he overcame his fear of cars and his fear of driving for love. Like that was the cutest thing ever. They're so cute, bro. They are so cute. And also, it is so funny, bro. Like there's also humor in this. I laughed so hard there's a part they had to parallel park his mom's car they had to lift the car off the ground and put it back in like the spot that it was i don't know how like possible that is in real life but it was just funny and it made me question like if that's actually possible then what the heck like if the car that we're driving can be easily lifted off the ground then how is it secure in any way but anyway that's like so trivial <sighs> Um, there was this part where Goyurim was like, the point is that you had it at one point, if that makes any sense. So, like, Naido was complaining that she doesn't want to lose um, Becky Jin because she confessed to him. No, after she kissed him, he was acting kind of weird. Like I told you, he didn't want to, he didn't want them to be romantically involved. And so she was like, she's scared she's going to lose him. But in their situation, it's either she has him or she loses him and then she was like nothing lasts forever and they said that a lot in this drama and i guess that's a huge part of it because nothing lasted at all and like even as an adult because i told you her daughter was reading her diary and there's some things like the mom didn't remember and it was so precious to her like back in the day but she didn't remember in the future and it made me realize that same thing with me like the things that i cherished like when i was younger i don't appreciate them anymore i don't even remember some things that happened but anyway, as I was saying, so she was like complaining she doesn't want to lose him. Then Goyrim was like, all that matters is that you had it all at one point, even if you lose it. I was like, dang, that's actually kind of deep. Dude, when he said congratulations on your wedding, I was like, what the heck? I knew they were going to pull some BS on us like that. Like that was what confirmed for me that they weren't going to end up together anyway that's what i'm going to say about that i feel like that is the biggest spoiler that i've given away so i'm just gonna like not say more on that but yeah look forward to that look forward to that bs bro oh my gosh i was so freaking irritated but yeah it was so deep the way they show like the lifestyle of reporters and how he was so afraid of hurting the people that he loves but like he has to cover stories and he has to be really objective about it so even though he's hurting them like he can't show too much emotions or he can't avoid it because it's his job so yeah i was really thinking that the main cause of their separation would be their occupations but still i'm so confused like i don't know i just don't like how this drama ended at all yeah i really really love the coach like the female coach in this first of all she's so pretty i have watched her in a bunch of different things but I just love how everything she did had a meaning. Like, so at first I was questioning her ethics, but it's like every single thing that she did 
had a meaning anyway guys there's so much more i wanted to mention but i am getting so drained so i think i'm going to end here psych yeah it's just interesting how like you can go from lovers like a split second like all the promises that they made to each other being together forever and then all of a sudden it's like they're enemies but like they just they're no longer lovers like dang it's so sad it is so sad but yeah i guess some people are just better off as friends because their relationship was so precious before they turned it into something romantic which now i understand why he didn't want it but i feel like i still don't fully understand why i see the consequence of what he was trying to prevent but i don't understand why he was trying to prevent it in the first place if that makes any sense but yeah throughout when i was watching like right from when i understood that okay they're not going to end up together i was bracing myself for a realistic sad ending and like that was all i did throughout the drama so that's why i'm like i don't know why i wasted so much time because i knew like a part of me knew that i wouldn't like the ending but i still sat through it and i'm really regretting that right now but yeah oh dang it there's a lot more i want to say you know what? I'm just gonna read every single note that I haven't read, even though it's trivial or not. I'm just going to read it. I don't think I will expand on it, so yeah, just bear with me. So, something I said is their love wasn't the basic kind. Also, I don't do sad endings whatsoever. What the heck? Think it's not easy to be a reporter. They are the first to witness a lot of things. For the girls, it's hard to compete against each other. Like at the Madrid competition, their hug afterwards was so precious. When she said only them knew how hard it was for them shaking my head the pressure from everyone the coaches the media always putting them against each other and whatnot yes that was like a huge part they always wanted to label go Yurim and nahido as like enemies and that was also a huge part and when nahido first won a gold medal but everyone was like invalidating her win they're saying like she stole it from go Yurim. and at that point go Yurim and her were friends yeah they were still like kind of enemies um, another thing that I said is boyfriend and mother being proud of her. Yes, that was interesting. So <laughs> there was a time they were both watching. By the way, Nahido's mom is also a reporter or an announcer, anchor woman. Anyway, and they were watching the news on the TV when she won. And it's just so cute watching her mom being proud and her boyfriend being proud of her. Another thing I said is I was very uneasy, especially in episode 15, because I wonder why they didn't end up together. I couldn't enjoy it. I hate it on your wedding day and this felt like it would end that way. Yeah, I also talked about that. Another thing I said is 9-11 happened and he had to get an interview with survivors and also witness some bloody scenes. Dang, that part was hard for me. Seems like nothing, but it was really hard for me to watch because it happened in real life. Yes, I ended up like skipping through that part. To be honest, I don't like the last two episodes of this drama. I really don't like the last two episodes. I should have just stopped like after the first kiss. Because, yeah, that's when it started to go downhill for me. And actually from their second kiss. Like, when he was like, okay, let's just give this relationship a shot. And by the way, I think we only have two kissings in this. But their chemistry, though, like, damn. Even just the way he looks at her gives me butterflies. They're really cute together. But the thing is, I don't think I really shipped them hard. I didn't ship them hard, but I just really appreciated their chemistry. Like, I see that they have a lot of chemistry. Instead, I shipped the second couple really hard because yeah they had a happy ending which i really really liked like oh my gosh jingung was so precious bro because they had to do long distance for a while as well it's just so cute and i like it i think i should give this drama credit for where it deserves credit because like i love that they show two different aspects like both couples went through long distance relationships and they show two different outcomes from the two different relationships so yeah this drama is actually brilliant it is excellent in some ways it just really sucks in other ways <laughs> another thing i said so in the end would it be their occupations that caused them to drift apart i was like he better have a different name in the future because if they don't end up together i'll cry anyway yeah that's sad because they really didn't end up together yeah guys i was really waiting for a plot twist and maybe somehow he is her husband they're just not showing it but anyway that's really sad oof they asked if she had a boyfriend and she said she's not sure anymore yeah that was the first part i knew okay that's the start of them not being together because i was still trying to lie to myself that somehow 
they would end up together uh let's see so he was afraid of hurting people because of his job as a reporter dang the scene of him walking through the tunnel that had Koyurim as a traitor written and then Nahido was already waiting there with paint to paint it off yeah that was really cute another thing I said is both Koyurim and Ije wanted to fix their family situations yeah so most of the decisions that both of them made was because they really wanted to fix their family situations watch it to understand what I'm saying at this point I'm just like so tired another thing I said is Yurim was so mature about her decision to leave and Jiwoong's reaction my heart uh he supported her even though we could see it still hurt him a lot yeah i just really love jiwoong um i don't know man i was depressed trying to come up with the way they would end up in the cause of it yeah that was also a huge distraction because like as i was watching i was trying to predict and see like possible ways and possible causes of them drifting apart in the 2009 scene when they were asking about each other i was like what the hell yeah so that was like the part i was like okay they're really really not ending up together and that was also the scene that he was like also congratulations on your wedding i was like what the heck <sighs> anyway <laughs> lol the parts of jimin trying to get rid of the glove so he could hold her hand <laughs> yeah like i told you they're so cute jimin and koyurim their conflicting schedules plus attention and the problems i knew what was coming i just couldn't focus yes i talked about that already <laughs> it's weird but i love her voice especially when she's yelling or irritated yes i don't know i just really love kim Tuber's voice he dodged the kiss what the heck i'm trying to understand why he's doing that and why he's doing what he's doing what exactly is causing the conflict why can't he love her properly is it because of their occupations because of their age because he scared he might disappoint her since he has done that a lot in the past yeah i talked about that it was so funny when the coach said she had news but it was about herself of being reinstated as the coach of the national team and he was like and so like she was like oh i have like exciting news for you because he's a reporter she's like good intel and then when she told him he was like okay and <laughs> that was like super funny um what else oh yeah there was a character called yejin i don't remember if it was just yeji or yejin but dang she kind of reminds me of twice as momo if you're watching and you think so just like comment on this episode in the description on spotify if you spotify to listen to it because i want to know if i'm the only one who thinks there's like a resemblance to momo not not even the way they look just like sometimes when she talks i'm like hmm you kind of remind me of momo but anyway i love that part as well guys every time i watch like dramas allow sports or like people having a passion i get so emotional because i also want to be that way and I just I love her part so much of like wanting to quit and then the coach telling her she has to get to a certain point the coach wanted to teach her stuff I just love the coach so much like she was just so brilliant in the way she tried to teach people good lessons if that makes any sense yeah I love how the coach used her saying she wants to quit to push her by the condition she gave she has to make it to the quarterfinals Maybe that would help her discover her skills. It also helped the teammates get closer because they helped her practice. Yeah, what I was actually expecting was like after she gets the quarterfinals, she'd be like, oh, I'm not going to give up anymore. But I like the fact that they still went with the plan of her quitting fencing because that was also like really healing to watch and see that you can find joy in trying out different stuff. You don't just have to stick to the same thing for life. Watching people try so hard makes me emo these days. Even watching fly with you. Yeah. Like I told you guys, I was also watching, well, I'm still watching, I put it on hold, another C-drama about, this one is about skating, but yeah, it's also about sports, and just watching it, it makes me feel, wow, it's encouraging me to find a passion, and to know what I really want to do in life. Her French is good, and his English is good, yeah, so Biki Jin has to speak a lot of English, like, and I'm not talking about hi, hello, like, he had to hold conversations in English, so kudos to Navjihyuk for pulling that off well. And also, um, Kim Tae-ria speak French too, which is really cute. I'm actually surprised that she did that well. Okay, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but yeah, it was just like really admirable to see that, I guess. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Another thing I said is their chemistry though. Like even when he uses his head to hit hers, it was so cute. And the way he looks at her, the fact that the grown-up didn't remember was striking. Yeah, I found that so interesting. Like the grown-up didn't remember a lot of stuff that happened 
I'm like, dang, that's probably me too. I don't remember a lot of stuff that I really cherished when it happened. Because now it's just like really trivial. <laughs> the humor when they had to cook. They used dish soap to wash the vegetables. Yeah, that was really funny. I really loved the parts that they went on the trip to the beach. But that was also a part that made me feel really uneasy. Because things were just going so great. And I just couldn't be happy because I knew how it was going to end. It was really, really funny. <laughs> And just watching like Vicky Jim be the mature one out of the five of them because like he's an adult and then they're still high school students. It was so cute and I also love his relationship with Jiwoong. To be honest, everyone had chemistry like I said. Every single character had chemistry in this drama. She was so wholesome when she fought for Yurim in the bathroom. She was just so down to earth. There are good lessons to learn from watching this. Yes, I just love how down to earth um, Nahido was. Like seriously, I want to be like her. She's just like so transparent so selfless so open so honest damn i love her i also love when kareem said that there are debts that our feelings can't repay i'm not going to expand on that when you watch it it's kind of trivial but yeah you'll see yuri's mom was so sweet to console nahido yeah that's also really precious um it's not fair for her to just not win because she feels bad for yurim so that's also a conflict you also understand that when you watch it um, I started to feel bad for Yurim because of her family situation and the pressures from the fencing officials and whatnot. Yeah, they really wanted her to win and they kept telling her, like, you have to win the gold. Like, a lot of people are rooting for you. Don't disappoint Korea, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was a lot of pressure on her. And I feel like we all go through some type of pressure in this life. So, yeah, it was kind of nice to watch it it's really relatable yeah guys i think that's all i want to talk about i know i did tell you guys i was gonna stop but then i kept going but yeah i have been recording for over an hour so i think i'm just going to end here now i have to edit this and get it out by april 10th hopefully i'm able to do that but yeah thank you guys for listening to this if you listened all the way to the end really really appreciate it okay peace It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.